Welcome to Simple Marketing for Female Entrepreneurs, where you get the powerful marketing mindset and productivity tips you need to jumpstart your business and become a work-at-home superstar. Here's your host, Alexandria. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Simple Marketing for Female Entrepreneurs podcast. So today we are going to get kind of real and raw, and I'm going to maybe make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but I promise this is for the best. So I have a lot of people that come to me and they say, Alex, you know, I'm doing great at Pinterest. I've done X, Y, and Z. I'm being really consistent. I've been pushing out posts all the time. I'm making graphics, but my traffic just isn't growing. Nothing's really happening. The needle is not moving. What am I doing wrong? And there's so many ways I can answer that question because Pinterest is this platform that is multifaceted. There's so many different aspects of it. There's not usually one thing that I can say, yeah, you're not doing this, so it's wrong. Usually there's going to be multiple things that I can tell you. You're not doing X, Y, and Z, and you need to. With Pinterest, I always want to keep you remembering that it is a long game. There's a saying that Pinterest is a marathon, not a sprint. I think that's how it goes. (laughs) Whichever one is the longer one. It takes time. So whatever you start doing right now on Pinterest is going to take about two to three months to start seeing those results actually start coming into play. That's okay. But what you need to remember is that there's certain things you need to be doing on Pinterest or whatever you do on there is going to fail. So today's title of this podcast is Why Your Pinterest Marketing failed. And as I was preparing for this, I was kind of going through a list of questions that I think we can ask ourselves. And if you can answer yes to any of these, this might be a reason why your Pinterest marketing failed. And you just take this and you learn from it and you move on and start transitioning. So let's dig in. If you have tried to pin on Pinterest with no results, if you have thrown everything you can at the wall and you still feel like the needle isn't moving, maybe you've invested in a course and you've only just not finished it because how many courses do we have sitting in our downloads folder or in our login access email? Or maybe you're just totally overwhelmed because you know what? Most of us start our businesses because we love something. So for example, we might love content creation and we don't love marketing, but all of a sudden, We're told, hey, you have to learn how to market. You have to learn how to do X, Y, and Z and get on Facebook and get on Pinterest and do email marketing. And at the end of the day, you just want to create that content, which is why you started this business to begin with. That's okay. And that's why digital marketing strategists like me exist to help you a little bit. So as I was kind of going through the list, I was trying to make bullet points, but they ended up coming out as just questions. So I have eight questions. And these are eight reasons why your Pinterest marketing might have failed. So let's dig in. Number one, have you deeply analyzed your audience and your stats on Pinterest? And have you identified your niche audience because of that? So what I mean by this is number one, you need to figure out if your audience is even on Pinterest. If they're not on Pinterest, it might not be worth your time. So most, most businesses most audiences are on Pinterest. There's so many people on Pinterest that chances are you're going to be able to, you know, break into your niche. But say you sell teapots. Now, while kitchen and 
recipes and food is really, really popular on Pinterest. That's probably one of the number one categories. Teapots might work, but they might not. You need to figure out if you're selling teapots to female business owners, (laughs) let's just use that example. They might not be on Pinterest. And in that case, you just need to take a step back and say, okay, maybe we just need to focus our marketing somewhere else. And so that is probably the number one reason that your marketing would have failed on Pinterest because your audience just isn't there and it's of no fault of yours. They're just not there. But if you're analyzing your audience and your stats on Pinterest, if you're analyzing how well things are doing, you're looking at the trends, you're looking at what keywords are really popular right now. And you're like, oh yeah, chocolate chip cookies are really popular right now. And I have like 10 chocolate chip cookie recipes. You're going to do well on Pinterest. Okay. You're going to do well on it, but you have got to figure out what your niche audience is, who your niche audience is, and if they are even on Pinterest to begin with. So number two, have you taken the time to write down what your most and least popular pins are? Now, I get if you are brand new to Pinterest, you might not have any data to look at. That's okay. This is something that we do monthly for our clients. So we look at the most and least popular pins monthly. And so that's something that you'll want to continue doing as you start pinning more. But given that I'm talking to most people that have tried Pinterest and maybe your marketing has failed at this point, you probably have some data to go back and look at. So I want you to go in. You can look at the Pinterest analytics. You can go, which is analytics.pinterest.com, or you can go to Tailwind if you used Tailwind to publish out your pins. You can go to just the published pins at the pin inspector, and you can sort by repins or engagement scores. So look at your most and least popular pins. If you're a food blogger and you're noticing that all your most popular pins are chocolate chip cookies, or they're just cookies, let's just say they're cookies in some sense, and your least popular pins are salads, (laughs) I think we see a trend there that you might want to focus on pinning more cookies and less salads. That doesn't mean that you need to not create it for your blog because there are so many other avenues where traffic can come from, whether that's Instagram or SEO or organic search, Facebook, email. So definitely keep creating all the content, but we're just talking about Pinterest here, okay? So this might be the case of, you know what? Cookies are doing really well on your account right now. Let's go through all your top cookie posts and we're going to make, you know, five to 10 pins for each post, each recipe, and we're going to start pushing them, pushing them like crazy so that we can try to get as much traffic as we can from it. So that's what I mean by that. You want to see every single spot in your queue. So if you use Tailwind, this is a super familiar term to you, but in your Tailwind queue or however you schedule every day, every single spot is this little piece of valuable real estate that you want to be really careful what you put there, whether it's curated content or organic content. You want to be sure it's going to give you some kind of return back. What I mean by that is if you are seeing that salad pins are not performing well on your account, but your curated content, the content you're sharing from tribes or just because you think it's doing well somewhere else or you think it's pretty, is a lot of salad pins, it's not going to give you anything back. It's not going to give you any juice, for lack of a better word, back to your account. So number three. This is a fun one because I'm a stats person and I love looking at numbers, but have you deep dived into your Google Analytics to determine where the most traffic comes from via Pinterest? So here's where the difference lays in number two and number three. 
When we were looking at your most and least popular pins, this was not necessarily just traffic. This was if people were pinning and engaging, it's going to show up in your top rankings. Now, I want you to actually look at the numbers. I want to, I want to see who is clicking through to your blog. What happens is there are sometimes certain types of pins that people start pinning. So for example, let's take that chocolate chip cookie recipe. People may pin it a lot and they may engage with it, but it might not actually be your top performing pin in the sense of people might not be clicking through. They might just be saving it for later because it's a really beautiful picture or they're inspired maybe to make cookies this weekend, but they're not actually clicking through to see your recipe. So now what I want you to see, I want you to go into your Google Analytics. I want you to go to acquisition and social and then overview. And then you can click on Pinterest and you can look to see what content is actually bringing you traffic. At the end of the day, as a recipe creator or a product creator or a seller of anything, you want traffic. You want eyeballs on your stuff. And while views and stats and engagement rates, you know, higher stats and engagement rates on Pinterest are good, you really want to be sure you're actually getting some traffic back. That's where all that goldenness lives, right? So I want you to look, go into your Google Analytics, look to see what those top pins are. If you're noticing that a lot of them are cookies, again, then you're on the same track. What you might notice is that they might all be cake instead of cookies. And that's when you can start really tweaking and adjusting your strategy. And in that, in that case, then you'll create cookie pens and cake pens. So it's just expanding your horizons a little bit. Okay, number four, have you analyzed your followers and looked at their behaviors so you know who best to market to? So this question is more for those of you that aren't necessarily sure who your niche audience is. So say you are a food blogger and you create a lot of delicious desserts, but you don't have like Kate from Alaska that you really, really want to promote to because she's, you know, a mom of three that is tired and doesn't have time to make a lot of desserts. Now, if you have that, if you have that avatar, that's awesome. I love that. So this, this question might not be for you, but this is more for the people that you're like, I'm not really sure who I'm marketing to. I know it's teachers, but I'm not, you know, I know it's middle school teachers, but I'm not sure what, what they're doing or what they're looking at. So in this sense, while followers don't mean a whole lot anymore on Pinterest, you can still go into your community tab, look at your followers. You can see what they're pinning. You can see what boards they're following, what boards they are pinning to, what kind of content they're sharing. That just gives you an idea of who your audience is, who they are as a person, and how you can best resonate with them. If you're noticing a trend in a lot of people sharing classroom organization tricks and tips, and you are obviously a middle school, let's just say a middle school teacher, content creator, teacher, author, and you have all these social studies units. And you're noticing the people who would, you know, fall into the category of wanting to buy your social studies units are also sharing a lot of classroom organization tips. You may A, either want to create some classroom organization tips, just as blog posts that would lead back to your store, or B, you would want to share curated content that had to relate with that topic. So you're going to want to be sharing some classroom organization tips just to bring them in. Okay. So you don't want to be super narrow down in what you're sharing because if it can, you know, if you can provide value to your followers on another level, 
that's perfect too. That builds that trust like no factor that you want to bring people in. And they're going to be like, oh yeah, Alex, she shared that classroom organization tip. Oh yeah, what's this? Oh, she also sells social studies units. Let me grab one. Okay, see where I'm going with that? Number five. Haha. Some of you may hate me for this because I know a lot of you aren't numbers people or spreadsheets people, but have you created full spreadsheets with stats, data, and then analyzed it? It's fun, 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 right? So one thing we do for our clients every month is we create what I call a KPI report. On that KPI report, it has your number of repins, your engagement score, your virality score, your traffic, page views, revenue if applicable your top performing pens, your monthly viewers, all those really great things. And I have it really, you know, straightforward because I know a lot of people don't love looking into all the numbers all the time. That's okay. But what it shows us is raw black and white data on paper where I can say, okay, this month we had 20,000 repins. Last month we had 10. We doubled our repins this month. That's a good sign that we're increasing. Or I can say, oh, we had 10,000 repins last month and only five this month. So we're going to need to do better. So that is what I want you to focus on. Like if you are doing your Pinterest marketing, be sure that you're analyzing your stats. Now do not obsess over your stats, please. This is just a side note. Don't obsess over them. Don't even look at them every day. Do month over month reports and that's all you need. You don't need to do anything more than month over month, okay? So just focus on that and then look at those stats and just analyze them month over month. Oh my goodness, salads are doing really well. You'll be able to have that black and white data that you can look at and go to every time that you're wondering, what am I gonna do next on Pinterest? If you haven't been doing this, probably a huge reason why your Pinterest marketing might have failed. So next, one of my most favorite things on Pinterest is, have you been looking at how well your graphics are performing? So I know a lot of us get stuck in the every single pin that we push out has to be exactly up to my branding. And if it's not, then that's not going to necessarily work for me. (sighs) I'm so conflicted when it comes to this because while, yes, I agree there needs to be some sort of branding because then people are going to remember oh, that's Susie from XYZ blog. And I loved her recipe that I made last time. So I'm going to make this one. (sighs) I'm so stuck with this. But what it boils down to is if your branding is not performing well on Pinterest, you have to realize that and you have to tweak. Another thing is that what I have noticed in terms of Pinterest being a very visual search engine is that there are ebbs and flows in what performs well one month and what performs well another. For me, I have noticed in the last few months that black and white text is performing dramatically better than super colorful. I've noticed this trend over the last couple years where One month, it'll be black and white text. And the next month, it'll be super like neon colors, which is really annoying. But then, you know, another month is going to be more neutral. What you need to look at is you need to do some A-B testing. And if you're not doing A-B testing on your graphics, highly recommend this. This is exactly why I do custom graphics for my clients every month, because we can create different styles of pens. So you have your main branded images, And then you create different styles that are a little bit different. And then you can A-B test those and see how well they perform. So for example, you have a a muffin recipe. 
You're going to do your muffin in your regular normal branded pin. And then you're going to do a muffin in a pin that has only black and white text on it. At the end of the month, you can look at those stats and you can see which one's performing better. Once you start looking at the data and you decide, you know, X pin is doing better than Y pin, then you can realize, okay, for the future, I need to go ahead and make more X pins rather than Y pins. And I know that sounds really funky, but you get what I mean. All right, so number seven, and this is going to sound really funky because we just talked about testing graphics, but bear with me. Have you branded yourself on Pinterest? So what I mean by this is not about graphics. We kind of talked about, you know, branding graphics is good if that's what you want to do and you want people to remember you and your recipe and your website or your products or whatever they might be. But have you branded your account? And what I mean is when somebody goes to your account and then they go to your website, can they tell that it's the same thing? This is more visual and user experience, not necessarily for search engine optimization on Pinterest, but I feel like it's super important to do. So just take those steps, go through, make sure you have your description really clear, your website's connected, you have rich pins on, you have your website validated, you have the proper logo, the name, all of that is good. Super important because you want to know that if somebody saw your recipe on Google, they went to Pinterest and searched for you, that they can find you. Okay, you see where I'm coming from that? Super simple, but something that you definitely want to be sure that you do. And then the last thing kind of going off of that is Is your content optimized for Pinterest? Number one reason why people's Pinterest marketing fails is that their content is not optimized. They put up what they think is a really good pin, and it might be an excellent pin, but it just has the title to the post. There's no call to action. There's no reason for somebody to click through. So people aren't clicking through. Okay, so when you write your content, you can write it for however you want to write it for, on your blog. But when you take it to Pinterest, you need to make it Pinterest optimized. So you need to be looking at keywords. One thing we do is pretty much daily, I'm looking at top trending and performing keywords on Pinterest. And then I go through, yes, all of my Pinterest accounts that I manage. And I'm making sure that if those chocolate chip cookie recipes are performing really well, really well right now, I'm going in and I'm putting the proper keywords in the description. I'm optimizing those pins so they have the best chance of being seen, best chance of showing up in search. You need to do the same for your pin titles. Pin titles are very, very important. And in those pin titles, you need to be sure that you're putting highly searched keywords. So for example, the best chocolate chip cookies in the whole wide world. That's the title of your post. But on Pinterest, maybe healthy chocolate chip cookies is what's trending. And you can call yours healthy because maybe it has oat flour or something in it. You need to be sure that in your pin title, you put healthy chocolate chip cookies or the best healthy chocolate chip cookies. You have to be sure that you're optimizing your keywords, your descriptions, your titles. Board descriptions don't matter as much. They do matter, but they don't matter as much as your actual pins and how you have those optimized, okay? So there you have it. Eight reasons why your Pinterest marketing might have failed. If you said no, you answer no to any of these questions, quote unquote, or you were listening to this and thought, yeah, I absolutely did not look at my stats. I do not split test my graphics not really sure how to move on from here. 
you got this. You can be a pro at Pinterest. I promise if you have an audience that is on the platform, you can get in front of their face. All right. That was a lot, but I hope and pray that this gives you a little bit of an idea of how you can better succeed with your Pinterest marketing. If you have any questions, I am always just a message away. Until next week, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Simple Marketing for Female Entrepreneurs podcast. I pray that you found some little nugget of inspiration and or encouragement as you continue to grow your business and give it the boost it needs in the sense of all its marketing and just in your mindset and productivity. If you ever have any questions, please contact me. I am always here. And if you are looking for a digital marketing strategist, definitely contact us at www.harrelsonmedia.com. Until next time, have a good week.